Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 47, Episode 2 of SNL with host Kim Kardashian-West and musical guest Halsey. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I'm joined this week by NYC-based sketch comedians Charlotte Otrimba and Laura Ornella. You can connect with Charlotte and Laura on Instagram at Charlotte Otrimba and at underscore Laura Ornella. And you can find us at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at patreon.com slash snlpodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible, and we're so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Welcome to the show, ladies. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. That was a beautiful intro. A one-take wonder. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, look at me go. I've grown so much. You know, in my, in my second season hosting the podcast, I've finally learned the intro like the back of my hand. Flawless. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I hope you're ready to talk about this, uh, this episode with a, with a host that a lot of people were really nervous about. And then... I think ultimately performed. Um, and we also, it's chock full of cameos. So a lot to talk about. But first, I want to make sure everybody knows who you are. So Charlotte, you'll remember Charlotte from episodes last season. It's so great to have you back, Charlotte. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Catherine. I am so happy to be back, especially talking about this episode. You know, there's a, there's a lot of discussion ahead of time. So I'm eager to get into it. And as Catherine said, I'm a sketch comedian as well. And I am on the same team as her this, this year. So I'm very excited to be working with Catherine even more um, and excited to dive in. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot to lead with that. I mean, really. (laughs) Charlotte was nice enough to join the team I'm directing and has already written an amazing sketch that I can't wait to produce for our show at the end of the month. So pumped. So kind. And speaking of my sketch teams, another person from a different sketch team I'm on, Laura Ornella from my Boogie Manja team, Wilburn. She is a character actress, a comedian, and the founder of a comedy platform, Humor Darling. So, Laura, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I have no clue how you're able to do two sketch teams and two podcasts. So Mm -hmm. you're the true superhero in the room. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm a busy person, but it's uh, it's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good part of it. So, uh, Laura, tell us a little bit. We we like to do this thing to make sure the audience can trust you to critique the show (laughs) that they love. Um, So, you know, I know you got the qualifications. Tell the audience about it and uh, what you, what's your, you know, your SNL story? How did you get into the show? Do you watch it every week? Are you more casual, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Um, I am more casual with watching SNL, but um, that's not to say I don't love character actors. Um, I, it's something that is a big focus in my life, creating characters um, and workshopping them. So I feel very connected to SNL in the way that I see people rise up in the ranks and then eventually join the cast. And it's just really thrilling to even start by, you know, watching at your local theater, seeing who gets selected for JFL and then ultimately seeing who gets chosen for SNL and just seeing that whole journey progress for them. So I don't um, always watch it every week, but I feel like 
having taken class and having it be my passion, I know what goes into it. And for them to do it weekly, it's like near miraculous. So (laughs) (laughs) that's right. So true. For sure. All right. Well, are y'all ready to dive into the show? Yeah, let's do it. And it's so great to be here tonight. I know. I'm surprised to see me here, too. (laughs) Kim Kardashian West set out to prove she's more than a pretty face, good hair, great makeup, amazing boobs, and the perfect butt. Uh, Charlotte, the monologue win? Two wins for me, which is one, the writing. So I thought the writing was this great mix of poking fun at herself and her family, but not being too mean towards anybody, you know? And it was all just so relevant and funny. And I have to say, I was very impressed with Kim's delivery and her timing, her pacing. You know, she wasn't too fast. You know, you'll see sometimes hosts that aren't, even hosts that are actors who aren't maybe comedy performers or used to live performances, sort of get nervous with all of the energy of the crowd and speed through. Kim didn't. And she took the pauses for the laughs and she smiled at the audience. I mean, I was very impressed with Kim Kardashian West delivery and I was a fan and I thought the monologue was a huge win overall. I laughed through it, especially the Corey line. Yeah, they, they came with some heat. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Kim Kim was uh was down to clown. Yeah. I, don't know why I said that. But Ooh, she was uh, surprisingly game to like make fun of herself, which I did not mm-hmm. anticipate. Mm-hmm. And, and and not just herself, but her whole family and their mm-hmm. persona and everything. And I really appreciated that because a lot with a lot of these guests, you're just really not sure. Like with Elon last season, you're like, is he gonna let them just make fun of him? Uh so so I liked that. And I thought this had some really great jokes, albeit with a few clumsy transitions, which I'm honestly not sure if it was the writing or the delivery there, but nonetheless, I thought each piece of it was really, really great. And yeah, Kim, I think she was she was a little stiff, but not the most stiff we've ever seen for sure. No. Uh, and she was showing that she had a, such a good attitude about it that it did make me I was on board with her yeah. for like, let's see where this episode takes mm-hmm. us. She's she's here. She's game to play. Let's see where it goes. And Uh, Laura, are you feeling similarly to Charlotte and I? I think so. Yes. I was watching and my jaw just dropped because I felt the same way. I was so shocked. Like for me, I was like, how did the writer, the writers of this monologue, like navigate how far they could go? Because Mm -hmm. it wasn't mean by, by any means, but I, it was shocking to me. And I was like, wow, I can't believe she's saying that with such a good attitude. So I was really impressed, not just with Kim, but um, all involved in the creation of this monologue. (laughs) Yeah. And shout out to uh, Jasmine Pierce, I believe wrote it Mm, with someone else, but Jasmine's uh, great. Yeah. yeah. Reductress writer originally, I believe, right? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, let's get into our sketch fair. Kim has plenty of men to choose from on the dream guy with cameos from John Cena, Blake Griffin, Jesse Williams, Chris Rock, Tyler C., Chase Crawford, and surprisingly, Amy Schumer. So this was our not Bachelorette yet Bachelorette parody. Uh, Charlotte, was it a win? I guess if you were counting how many celebrities you could fit into a sketch, (laughs) it would for sure win gold medal. (laughs) I, yeah, I, I mean, it's a fun sketch. I don't watch The Bachelor Bachelorette, so I feel like I don't always totally relate to this whereas i feel like 
you know, my friends who watch those shows, they found the sketch extra hilarious. I thought it was fun and funny. It makes sense for Kim Kardashian because she's newly single and she's beautiful and then getting all these celebrities in to try to win her attention. Like, it all makes sense. I'm like, yes, this makes sense to do this sketch. And I thought all the funny quips about all of these guys, you know, they were really funny, you know, about like Chris Rock, you know, making her watch his nine specials and him mouthing <laughs> the words and like Chase Crawford reminding everybody that he's also on the boys and not just Gossip Girl in the past. Great. The Amy Schumer bit, totally unexpected. I loved it. So I laughed at those individual moments. Is this sketch totally up my alley? Not really, but I appreciate it. And I thought it was a great choice for the show. Sure. Uh, Laura, where'd you land? Yeah, I also really don't watch The Bachelor um, or The Bachelorette. That's a show, right? That is on yeah. as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. Bachelor, so, Bachelorette, Bachelor as, in Paradise. And I don't watch Love Island, but <laughs> I don't know. That probably fits into the world. I, again, just love Kyle Mooney. So I was just <laughs> like, I don't know these other men. I knew Chris Rock. I knew a few people in there, but I don't know these other men. And I'm just here for Kyle. <laughs> But and that's to me immediately I was like, uh, I don't know, bring him in sooner. That's like where I stood on that. Like mm-hmm, I point. felt like we were all waiting to see what that character was about and to save him sort of dead last. I, I guess I felt like if I were to rework it, it would be bringing Kyle up a little earlier. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, <laughs> but I also <laughs> don't work for SNL. So, <laughs> well, right. yeah, I mean, that. That's my big note, too, is that, yeah. like, the the cameos are great and they're fun. And I, mm-hmm. I get why they put them in there because they're crowd pleasers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's exciting and it, it people are going to watch the sketch because they hear these guys are in it. I get that. But the funny thing here, at least to me, is mm-hmm. that one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Like, how did Kyle get in with these guys? And so I just I like you said, Laura, I would have loved to get into that sooner and do more with that. And that, that's not to say, like Charlotte was saying, all the individual things worked. Like they were funny yeah. little things about each person, but that just that wasn't the most fertile ground in the sketch for me. So, so yeah, it's um, interesting choices were made here. Um, if, if if you like the cameos and that's what you're watching for, then this is going to be a huge win for you. But I think it, it definitely left me a little wanting. It sounds like it left you all that that way too. Yes. Agree. All right. Well, let's keep going. Everyone is making hard seltzers and this please don't destroy video. And I'm, I'm going to let you two really break this down. But before we do, I want to set up the important context of, of what we're seeing here, which is that these three guys, please don't destroy, were technically hired this season as writers. Uh, but this is our first taste. Of what a lot of people sort of hypothesized might be happening. And that's that they're being given a good bit of free reign to make pre-tapes in their style and perform in them, even though they're not billed cast members, which is something we have not seen since the Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we ha- they hired Good Neighbor, uh, and they put Beck and Kyle on the cast. They put Dave as a director and Nick as a writer. And Good Neighbor did th- did their stuff with their voice, but the SNL way, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas now we're having these guys come in and do something a lot like the Lonely Island did, and making it their way, their voice, they're performing it. And this was just a very fast-paced, quick-cut YouTube-style sketch and will likely be the first of many in what is, I believe they're trying to make, you know, the new age of digital shorts. So this is mm-hmm. a, a pretty big deal. <laughs> and that, that 
yeah. with all of that context put on your shoulders. Charlotte, were you here for it? I was 100% here for it. I uh, This was, I said before, you know, the other bit was my favorite or second favorite. This was by far my favorite. I love the fast-paced energy of it. I love that it touched on this very real truism that we all face, which is like, oh my God, why are there so many seltzers now? And And I love that it gets more extreme and I love the intensity of it. I love the energy and I love the quick cuts. And I watched it like three times because I thought it was so funny and I laughed each time. And I'm just so excited about it. I really loved this sort of new voice, this sort of fresh voice coming in on the show. And it didn't feel like it was competing with the rest of the show. It still felt like it was part of the show um, and part of the cast and everything and writers. Um, but it just felt a little newer. And I think it's really smart what they're doing because they do have such a following, you know, on TikTok and um, on social media. And you know, it's a great way to bring some of that fast paced energy in and a little bit fresher energy. I'm a mm-hmm. big I'm a big fan. I loved it. I cackled <laughs> and so many things worked about it. And I'm excited to see more. I, I agree completely. <laughs> Charlotte, I agree completely. Um, yeah, please don't destroy my whole first experience with them was through TikTok. Um, I know that they are big in the New York comedy community and there's mutuals. Um, and I'm just so happy for them. I feel like you know, it's not only like great for them, it's great for SNL. I think you are trying to bring in a younger generation, Gen Z, Gen X. How old are they? I don't know. Let's not (laughs) think about it. Um, And they are big on TikTok. And I agree with you completely. I don't think that they, it felt competitive at all. It felt observational and just a little bit quirkier. Um, And to be honest, like, you know, that's kind of my style. So it really was a highlight for me. Um, And um, like Kyle and Beck with Good Neighbor, like, I feel like that, like knowing that they, like knowing about their comedy before they were brought onto SNL, like it moved me Mm -hmm. to watch them on Mm -hmm, SNL. mm -hmm. So it works, you know, Um, and I'm really excited to just see what they do because it also, like you said, they are keeping their own style, but. I don't know. There was like a little merging to SNL with with the seltzer sketch. And I think it was just the right balance to like still be weird. But like you're, you know, you're on cable or, yeah. you know, I guess you're on Peacock. Palatable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so it was the best of both worlds for me. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big win here. Uh, it uh, potentially historic is <laughs> historic as a Saturday Night Live sketch can be Uh thing we're seeing here. Very funny. Uh, you know, I'm really glad y'all liked it and I'm, I enjoyed it as well. And I'm just really interested to see, you know, how this continues. If I'm sure that I'm sure this is, you know, the first of many and they will continue to do this. It definitely seems like this is what they were brought in for. And, you know, they build them yeah. as writers, but they, they seems like they maybe had an agreement of like, we're going to do like our own mm-hmm. pre-tape thing there... and it's going to be us. It's, we're going to be, please don't destroy does SNL, you know? Mm-hmm. And they Which come from, great. Com- oh, sorry. I was going to say they come from, you know, comedy backgrounds. So they are, they know oh. the world. So mm-hmm. very well. Their parents, yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, not that, right. that matters, but I'm just saying like they, well, it's in the it's family. Important to know. Yeah. 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 It's important to note. And an interesting thing to discuss is that they do come from comedy. You know, John mm-hmm. Higgins' father is a producer on the show. And there was yes. some controversy about that when they were announced. Yeah. And, you know, people were not happy. Um, and yeah. so it's interesting that they've come out with this that has been 
widely very very well received and mm-hmm. i think you know that's a that's a big statement of like no we're funny in our own right and did yes. it help us i'm sure but we didn't get here for nothing you know mm-hmm. so that's true mm-hmm. yeah big well, don't prove yourself at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah. right <laughs> if you want to see our full sketch by sketch review search for snl after party on patreon or subscribestar.com let's get into our overall thoughts and feelings and up first is moment of the night. Charlotte, what is it? I think my moment of the night is that exact moment where Henry Fink, Alex Moffat, thinks he catches Colin in his hand and then he turns and Colin hits him and then they're both scare each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is is that they both committed so deeply to the moment and you saw that spontaneity, which is like every actor's dream to like create true spontaneity. And a spark of a moment. So I absolutely loved that moment. That was like pure joy and hilarity. That's a good one. Alex had a lot of really good timing in there. Because I think right after that moment, he sort of just stared off for a second. Yeah. And then like came back in. And that was just so great. Yes. (laughs) Uh, My moment, I'm going to give it to (laughs) when we cut through screwdriver, mustache, finger. And then we just see blood shooting out of the tube. just the moment where you know you can sort of see where this is going, but to actually like literally see the blood coming out, that was that was a great moment for me. Uh, Laura, what's your moment of the night? You guys both chose really good moments, and I wish I could just claim them all as my moment. Um, <laughs> this is tough because I really did love Terry Fink. I still do. I'm not changed my position, but um, but just to like have some variety in this conversation, I would say. My moment of the night would be, I know it's like the whole thing, but Kim's monologue was just like, to me, jaw dropping. Like I Mm -hmm. felt like all of these jokes were just so scandalous. And I was like, oh, I'm being bad watching this, you know, so (laughs) maybe it's a me thing. But um, yeah, I just I didn't I was like, I didn't know we were allowed. I didn't know we were like allowed Mm -hmm. to say all this. (laughs) It's like, am I going to get in trouble? But um, yeah, that was my moment. It was her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, that right. was, we weren't sure what to expect. And we weren't you know, sure. That was a pleasant surprise for sure. Let's talk about best sketch. Charlotte? For me, it's a tie. You hate to be that person. Tie between the seltzer and Fink, movie reviewer. You got to pick. This is really tough. I got to pick? <laughs> you have to pick. It's the rules. Okay, well, Whoa. I'll choose mine after I hear what you two choose. What? Just to make sure that everybody, that each of them are chosen. Because I have a feeling you two aren't. Why don't you guys go? <laughs> I'm a tie okay. until they choose. Okay, this is cheating the system and you're going to get me fired. But I'll, fired. I'll allow it. You're welcome. For me, the best sketch was the lottery one. Uh, I don't think we're surprised there. I was, I was pretty into it. Uh, it was just... So goofy, and I, I've I've been trying to get more in touch with the silly and remembering that comedy's supposed to be fun. Um, so <laughs> everything okay, Catherine? <laughs> sometimes I just feel um, <laughs> no. It's just like sometimes I get a lot of projects and I get overwhelmed, and I'm like, Catherine, this is it's it's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to, like just have fun with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like to me, that was just a good reminder of just like be silly. Let mm-hmm. let the mustache come out of the lottery tube. And, and I, I really liked that. So, yeah, the lottery was a huge, huge win for me. 
Uh, Laura, what's yours? Very valuable lesson. Uh, just wise what you said there. I just recently took a clowning class and my teacher said, an idiot is the best thing you can be. So I'll be Love getting that. that tattoo on my lower back next week. <laughs> um, so my best sketch to answer your question. Um, that's tough. I too was at a crossroads, but I... I'm going to make a decision. And okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be grown, grown ass women. And I, that was really, that was hard for me. Cause I really liked Terry Fink. I really liked, um, uh, the, the hard seltzer sketch as well. But I think I really enjoyed grown ass women. Cause it's a merging of these worlds that we've talked about the entire time, which is like a smart script with silly physical humor. Um, mm-hmm. so I just felt like that delivered on, across the board nice so charlotte i don't think we ended up helping you at all <laughs> no you didn't i also I, just realized that i think several times i called him henry fink when it's terry fink so i can't even say no i name. i don't know is it terry or henry we no, should I just respect looked it the up. it is terry and i said henry at one terry. point for sure oh kind of works okay. could be either um just want to apologize to everybody um to terry. mostly to terry <laughs> <laughs> i uh Okay, if it's best sketch of the night, so then I wonder if technically the other one is a character. Like if we go on a technicality, then maybe if I If you choose. love Terry, just say you love Terry. I love it's Terry, okay. but I also love that ske- that other sketch, the seltzer sketch. It's like really a tie for me. Okay, okay your moment was Terry, so give best sketch to please don't destroy. <laughs> there we go. Okay, fine. We go. Okay, that's a good okay, good compromise. Okay, so the best sketch would be the seltzer sketch by uh, I forget the name. What is it? Please don't destroy. <laughs> please don't Boys, destroy. Boys, did you hear that? Charlotte loves your group. <laughs> Charlotte loves that character in this group so much she can't remember either of her names. I always forget names in like key moments like when I'm recording a podcast. No, this is good. This is good because so nobody gets too high on their little pedestal. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, oh, I can't remember their names. This Stay humble, nice. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> All Me, right, Charlotte so- Otremba, forgot your name. The grueling decision has been made that Charlotte's best sketch is the hard <laughs> seltzer sketch. Uh, let's get into MVP. Uh, I thought this was a pretty even episode as far as our players. There wasn't really any one person that was just yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, I'm going to do something I never would have thought that I would do. And I'm going to give MVP to Kim Kardashian West. Whoa! <laughs> Because she was um, in every sketch. I mean, she has to be. She's the host, Catherine. I don't right. know if you knew that. That's no. how SNL. <laughs> oh, I've never watched it before. <laughs> yeah, you're new here. It's okay. Mm-hmm. No, I know because, she, yes, she was in everything. She has to be in everything. But <laughs> she did a good job in everything. She did. She did. You know, she, did. she she came to play. She surprised us all. She was ready to make fun of herself. I think she, right. it seemed like she was having a really good time. And I thought she she did a good job. You know, she didn't have to take on doing an eighty impression or doing a Courtney impression, and and she did. And I I really I really respect what she brought to the table. I thought mm-hmm. I, I thought she she did a good job. A lot of people were you know really really worried about it, and all week I was sort of like it's it's gonna be fine, guys. It's really all right. Like <laughs> if she's terrible, they'll just not use her a whole lot. Um, but they used her a lot because I thought she she you know, she she showed up. She she was game for it. She was having fun and. Um, so Kim, Kim just stood out to me. I'm not ashamed. Charlotte, what did you think? I might agree with Catherine. Honestly, like I real I, because, because, you know, I do give props to Kim. Everybody underestimated her again mm-hmm. and she delivered. 
No, she wasn't perfect, but she was there. And again, her monologue, I was very impressed. I just want to give her props because I feel like she went in with a lot of low expectations and she carried it. Okay. All right. I'm going to give it to Kim too. Not because I'm a follower, but I also agree she she could have really put the stops on for the monologue. And that to me, you guys know I loved it. It was jaw dropping. Um, but also, like, I don't know if she knows she's doing it, but she has this like dry sense of delivery that it's like I don't it just works. Like I mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know if she's doing it. If if she knows she's doing it, but like it is a nice contrast to all the other character actors, you know? So mm-hmm. to me, it was like it put a spotlight on her, just mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. being herself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in okay. the insanity that is her life, you have to learn to respond that way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So true. <laughs> well, let's get into the big one on a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck. How would you rate this episode? I'm going to give it because there were really only three or four, really only three sketches that I was that were home runs for me, I'm going to give this a decent, which is a little harsh, maybe, but I, that's where I am. Do I need to I mean, give de- more justification? No, a decent's a three out of five. That makes sense for what you said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to land in the exact same spot because there was one thing that really hit it out of the park for me. Most of it was kind of middle of the road. Like I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, nothing terrible, though. Nothing that I was just like, ugh. Why? Why? I can't believe I have to watch this twice. Um, so I think it was very it was very firmly in decent territory. Um, Laura, what about you? Yeah, I would say decent as well. That's where I fell. You know, this stuff is hard. And yeah. <laughs> when you hear three out of five, I'm like, OK, yeah, that that helps me understand. I mean, there were moments that popped for me. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, decent. Decent. Yeah. Woo. It's decent. It's decent. decent. When you say it in a different voice, you're like, okay, decent. (laughs) It's a three out of five. It's it's middle it's middle of the road. It's this was good. This was serviceable. It wasn't fantastic. And that's perfectly fair. We're allowed to feel that way. And that's that. Thank you both for being on the show. This was so fun. Thank you. I had a blast. Laura, I love doing this with you. This is so fun. Hope to get us all together again. (laughs) For sure. And and guys, you can see both Laura and Charlotte in a sketch I wrote and directed called Top 5 Therapy Alternatives. And also on October 27th, Charlotte will be performing in a in a show with the sketch team I'm directing at the Laugh Index Theater. So you can check that out at litcomedy.com. And then the next week on November 5th, Laura and I, our other team, you can see Laura performing with Boogie Manja with our team Wilburn uh, there at twitch.tv slash Boogie Manja. We also have a character showcase coming up on October 21st at the Knitting Factory at 8 p.m. And it's free, people. It is free. I got a grant from the city. So come on, let's fill the room and <laughs> make it worthwhile. We've got a lot of people that both cast, I think, Catherine and Charlotte have probably even met um, that are wonderful character actors. Um, and we're just so excited to have a great cast. And it's produced by Humor Darling, which is uh, my comedy platform. So we're hoping to do more of that. Okay, well, that's a wrap. 
thanks to Charlotte O'Trimba and Laura Ornella. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Rami Malek and musical guest Young Thug. But until then, this has been episode number 143 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) 